Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Remember when we fell in love with whistleblowers? Even if they didn't actually have any direct knowledge of the thing they were blowing the whistle on, we said we have to protect whistleblowers. Whistleblowers were to be put on a pedestal and believed. Now, it's kind of funny. I still haven't gotten any updated information about what the official legal procedure is for a president of the United States to declassify information. And I'm just, you know, I'm I'm no fan of Andrew Cuomo. But the guy was the first one out of the gate. Like, uh, if you guys are, are shooting for some low-level charge, this is not going to be good. But are we talking about a violation of a law on the books, or is the public being fed an assumption here? And if you remember, we, 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 were, we were treated to a phrase by Alexander Vindman. In his mind, Donald Trump was violating accepted interagency protocol. Now, what does that mean? Now there might be a there might be a, a sort of unwritten gentleman gentle ladies agreement between certain agencies about how business is conducted and all that. But subordinates to the president do not get to make policy for the president, or at least they don't get to override the president, if you will. But this we heard this night after night after night after night, interagency protocol agreed upon. Interagency protocol. Is that a law? I don't think that's a law. Is that a law? If it's a law, we should be able to see this law. If there is no official legal process, hoops that a president must jump through to declassify information, then we've gone from stolen nuclear secrets to, well, he might have moved the boxes, that's obstruction. Or lying to the FBI or something. Then we're indicting a ham sandwich territory. That's where we are. But I'm going to start here. Miranda Devine's piece at the New York Post. Headline FBI hero paying the price for exposing unjust persecution of conservative Americans. Bombshell allegations by FBI Special Agent Stephen Friend contained in a whistleblower complaint filed late Wednesday with the Department of Justice Inspector General reveal a politicized Washington, D.C. FBI field office cooking the books to exaggerate the threat of domestic terrorism and using overzealous January 6th investigations to harass conservative Americans and violate their constitutional rights. Friend, 37, a respected 12-year veteran of the FBI and SWAT team member, was suspended Monday, stripped of his gun and badge, and escorted out of the FBI field office in Daytona Beach, Florida, after complaining to his supervisors about violations. Now, now I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. The ankle biters are already saying it. He has attested that he did not vote for Donald Trump. What? He has attested that he is not, did not, has not supported Donald Trump. Did not vote for him. Now, these are the list of allegations. And they are quite, frankly, well, not, I would say shocking. I would say surprising. At this point, I don't think we're shocked or surprised anymore. 
My question to you remains, when do you think you'll be dragged from your home and beaten to death? That's my question to you. The Washington, D.C. field office is manipulating FBI case management protocol and farming out J6 cases to field offices across the country to create the false impression that right-wing domestic violence is a widespread national problem that goes beyond the Black Swan event of January 6, 2021. Second bullet point. As a result, he was listed as a lead agent in cases he had not investigated and which his supervisor had not signed off on in violation of FBI protocol. Third bullet point. FBI domestic terrorism cases are being opened on innocent American citizens who were nowhere near the Capitol on January 6, 2021, based on anonymous tips to an FBI hotline or from Facebook spying on their messages. These tips are turned into investigative tools called Guardians, named after the FBI software that collates them. This is very interesting. So now we have Facebook involved. Now, this one, I think, is the most frightening one. And I want you to listen very carefully here because this would be an absolute direct constitutional violation. The FBI has post-facto designated a grassy area outside the Capitol as a restricted zone when it was not restricted on January 6th of 2021 in order to wide the net of prosecutions. You cannot pass a law. This is not even a law. But you cannot pass a law, then go after people who had violated the new law before it was a law. You cannot do that. So, for example, if right now in some states you can have person-to-person gun sales. I believe in Texas, I could be wrong, I know I'm going to get a lot of Texas callers here, I don't claim to know the nuance. I believe in Texas that if two people have a concealed weapons permit, they can they can exchange firearms without filing an FFL and all that stuff. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I thought that was the case. But let's just say that there was a state with that with that law, with that were that policy. That if two people have gone through the state background checks, the federal background checks, they are free to sell a gun to one another. Like let's say uh father to a son, brother to brother, community member to community member. If that law was changed, you could not go back and arrest people who had exchanged firearms under that previous policy. So to say that after the fact, they have come in and now designated this area as off-limits and are now going after people that were on that in that area when it was not off limits would be a direct violation of the constitution again you cannot be arrested for a law that does not exist if it did not exist at the time you cannot be arrested for it later whatever it is even if it's a heinous crime or considered a heinous crime now. If it was not illegal, you can't go back and arrest someone for doing something that was once legal. Which arguably would be one of the reasons why when you look at, and this is pretty terrible, I get it, 
This is part and parcel of reparations. If slavery at some point was legal globally, you would not be able to go back and say, well, now we're going to take money from this corporation or this family trust fund or whatever it is if what they were doing at the time was legal. Terrible, awful, thank God it's gone. But the idea of charging people with crimes or issuing penalties after the fact is not allowed. The next one, the FBI intends to prosecute everyone, even periphery, in the periphery associated with January 6th and another wave of J6 subjects are about to be referred to the FBI's Daytona Beach Resident Agency for investigation and arrest. Last bullet point. The Jacksonville area was inundated with guardian notifications and FBI agents were dispatched to conduct surveillance and knock on people's doors, including people who had not been to Washington, D.C. on January 6th, 2021, who had not been at the Trump rally that day, or had been at the Trump rally that day, but did not go inside the Capitol. Special Agent Friend said he was punished after complaining to his bosses about being dragged into J6 investigations that were violating citizens' Sixth Amendment rights to due process, uh, uh, Sixth Amendment rights due to overzealous charging, excuse me, by the DOJ and biased jury pools in Washington, D.C. So under Christopher Wray and Merrick Garland, People are being approached by the FBI who had not broken any laws on January 6th. And they are not being approached in a manner whereby which agents might be just be trying to gather information. They are opening up investigations on these people. And there's sort of a FM kind of mentality in the Democrat Party and in the media. FM, they deserve it. F them, they're no good. They're, they're irredeemable deplorables. F them. But that's not how the rule of law works. The FBI is now being, a, being weaponized against parents who speak out at school board meetings. What is the crime? What is the crime? If you're a mom or you're a dad and you get up at a school board meeting, even if you threaten, one of those school board members, which you should not, of course. What federal crime are you committing? Now, the local sheriff, municipal police, county police, state police, there, you got plenty of layers of law enforcement to deal with people who make threats or get violent or violate decorum or whatever it is. Please, sir, take your seat. It's not your time to speak. But that's not the federal government's job. In the case of Ashley Biden's diary, which was not stolen, it was left behind. Why is the federal government chasing down people at Project Veritas? What federal crime did they, they commit? Why was the gun shop owner where Hunter Biden bought an illegal gun or lied on his form, not the gun owner, not the gun store owner's form. Why was the why did the Secret Service show up and demand the original document? Were they planning on prosecuting Hunter Biden? That wouldn't even be their job. That would be ATF. Why would the Secret Service show up and try to intimidate this gun store owner? He didn't break any laws. Hunter Biden broke the law. Were they there to recover the original document so it couldn't be used? Why were they there? 
Federal law enforcement is now being weaponized against innocent Americans. And the Democrat Party seems to be okay with this. I'll take it one step further. And I'm going to go there. If there was a video of an FBI agent putting his knee on the neck of somebody who was accused of being in this specific area on January 6th that was not considered off limits, if that person was Airfingers, quote, resisting arrest and died in the process, they would go ho-hum. Meh. So my question is, when do you expect to be dragged from your home and beaten? Weintick 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.